It was like Danny couldn't wait to scoot. He had to scoot right three to one, and then Danny he does this every time. I want to, I want to rewind that back to see him like kind of freak out. <laughs> it should be on the recording because literally I like, three to one record and then. <laughs> He had so much opportunity to scoot, and he chooses right then to be like, now's as good a time as any. Trav C remembers when we we recorded earlier. He does he does it every time. You'll be like, because I have to. Before I was like, we need ten minute, ten seconds of silence so I can remove background noise when I'm editing the audio. And so I'm like, ten seconds of silence now, and then that's when he decides he's just like gonna go. <laughs> like, like, I'm like, come on! Now we have to start over. <laughs> I know. I kind of ruined my impeccable. What can I say? You kind of ruined my beginning there, but I'll. Sorry, Trav. Continue <laughs> your beginning. And it was, well, it was, it was a new and exciting beginning too. I know. So excited to introduce. I was going to say I wanted to start today with a joke. Um that is themed around what we will be talking about today. And that joke is, why are there no cats on Mars? Give because... up. Wait, wait, wait. Give me a second. <laughs> Just freaking rush it out there. <laughs> no cats? Yeah. Why are there no cats on Mars? Because curiosity killed them, and that's what will happen to us if we go to Mars. <laughs> <laughs> Did you make I, that up yourself? No, I googled it. <laughs> <laughs> There's also others. Is a it like is, like is it the Curiosity rover that they're talking about? Yeah, Danny, obviously. Yes. That's obvious. What other curiosity <laughs> would it be? The actual curiosity. Well, I mean, we're it's curious too, about Mars. If we go up there, we'll die. <laughs> it's too pronged, right? Because one hand, there's the saying, curiosity killed the cat. On the other hand, it's no, a rover, stop. which is also known as a dog. Stop. No. Dogs oh, don't like cats. <laughs> okay, did you hear, think about what you just had to walk through to get to the dog. <laughs> you think it's that one? Do you think it's the dog bit that was intended? <laughs> See, because there's other ones. It's like Freddie Mercury, Venus Williams, and Bruno Mars walk into a bar, but they didn't plan it that way. Oh! <laughs> I thought you were going to say, but they didn't invite Earth. But that would make no sense. <laughs> All right, well, anyway, today, welcome, everybody. People are even watching if they were curious. Welcome to the Cute Code Podcast. Yes, welcome to the Cute... I was getting to that, but welcome <laughs> to the Cute Code Podcast, everybody. Your host, the Travi and the Barnes Bros. Back at it again. This week, continuing on our series of conspiracies uh, with Alan this week, talking about... Uh, 
stuff on Mars. Mars. So we're going to get real into that. And that's why you can kind of tell our backgrounds. Um, Danny's is just gen- generic. <laughs> no, this, <laughs> this is a genuine a stereotypical Asian. Or Asian. <laughs> Oh, that's really Oh, boy. I mean, just to start this whole one over. When you're traveling here, is that what you're saying? Do huh? you Asians have, have eyes like those? I don't think so. It's like the exact opposite, but never mind. <laughs> anyway, so, uh, yes, super stoked about it. So, if you're thinking about not staying tuned, stay tuned. Nice sell, but I think that I think that'll keep them. <laughs> <laughs> we do have a quick question today, Daniel. You're the one that put the quick question together. Why don't you go ahead and start us off? So my quick question of the day is: Do you Facetime? And I'm assuming anybody with an Apple phone or iPhone would Facetime. But I won't exclude others because what do people use on Androids? I don't even know what those people use. Skype? Is it Skype? Maybe Skype. I think Facebook now has a platform. They have like a messenger type of video chat, whatever. But what do you guys, do you guys all use FaceTime? Well, yeah, I have an iPhone, so it's the easiest. What's this your, is the uh, question that's meant to loosen the room. If, <laughs> Usually, if we video like a, chat while we're video chatting, I'm, I'm kind of. That's the reason why I wanted to bring it in because I'm not chat. super. I'm not super sure why why that is the. That's let me, the question. Let me loosen the room a little curious. by talking about. I was just curious if you guys Facetime. That's all. We can move. <laughs> Do you want to FaceTime sometime? Are you like lonely during the day? You're like, I could really use, could really use somebody to come FaceTime. There is one no, that's I called mean, so House Party that oh, uh, yeah, you I've can all this. get together and play games. Yeah, I heard that's so, becoming like very, like very games? popular. But it's uh, like it's meant for... They play, they, there's like four games that you can play. So some of them are like your um, kind of like multiple choice questions based on different categories. You have that heads up game that Ellen DeGeneres did or does. Um, and then Not a couple of other games. Up. No, it's the one where like basically somebody holds up a phone oh, right here yeah, and yeah. has an mm-hmm. item. And then you have to describe that for the person to guess, but you can't say the word. Oh. This is the record for the record. We came up with that game like five years ago for a commercial. Just saying. Amazon? Mm-hmm. It was one of the commercials I wrote. We had a bunch oh, of tablets. Because they had a seven-pack of tablets you could buy, like a Fire tablet. It was like 250 bucks, and you got like seven of them. It's like mm-hmm. six, five, I don't know, five, maybe a six-pack, actually. And we were like, what can you do with six tablets? And that was like the joke of the commercial. And one of the scenes was a bunch of people with the tablets strapped to their head. And he had like an armadillo on it. And he's like, am I an animal? And that was like the clip. So I just want to say, like, maybe Ellen saw it on TV. Mm-hmm. Was it on TV? Yeah, yeah, it was on TV. You're saying she stole your idea? Look, I don't want to say that on camera, but I'm just saying <laughs> it's a coincidence. <laughs> I knew that Ellen DeGeneres was shady. It's a coincidence that I had a commercial that had that exact same thing in it. That's now a popular game made by Ellen. So yeah, before Ellen had it, so mm-hmm. well, well done. 
So we the, also the had a, a selfie camera. Is because in this day and age, I mean, I think we have, I mean, we're recording this podcast on a Zoom meeting, but I think anybody who hadn't used it much before has started to learn how to use Trav and make fun of me. Um, Which one? I, I was. I was. Oh, making fun okay. Of no, I thought Trav Cole was. Oh, how? That's nice because I was making fun of you. And you I'm pretty sure, it. pretty sure Trav Cole wasn't what doing What did I anything. do? I, I scratched my stuff, nose. Danny, did you get us mixed up again? This is offensive. Yeah, different people. No, I thought you were because I was doing this. I thought you were doing it. No, I scratched my nose. <laughs> All right. Anyway, this is either here nor there, but it is because video chat is so prevalent now and it's in the forefront of all of our minds. Did you guys read the article that I sent you guys? It was in the show notes. (laughs) I I opened the show notes five minutes before. I opened them early today, but then I closed them right away. (laughs) I skimmed them. I skimmed them though. Yeah, I skimmed them. I didn't even see that link. I said Mars, and then I said FaceTime. Do you use FaceTime? What a weird question. And then I closed it. (laughs) (laughs) Well, do you guys uh, know what's going on in Japan right now? Coronavirus. No. There's a lot of of that going on. (laughs) Yeah, that virus. That is partially what's happening. But uh, no, they... uh, have this apparently this aquarium and they have in the aquarium in one of the different tanks they have these things called uh garden spotted garden eels and suddenly now that everyone's on quarantine no one's going to visit the animals of the aquarium and so these eels have become super shy and scared of humans so anytime the trainers come walk by to try and feed them or do anything with them they bury their heads in the sand and that's how they react because they forgot how to react to humans. And then, so basically what they did, and I'll read you guys this little, uh, excerpt. Is that how you say it, Alan? <laughs> Not even going to answer that. Nobody answered. Just move on. <laughs> that's another thing he does. Is that how you say it? And then he just randomly chooses one of the person's people's names. Alan <laughs> could have easily been Trav M. <laughs> but no, so according to the California Academy of Science, these spotted garden eels are often mistaken for plants because of their slim size and the way they burrow they're partially into the seafloor in order to sweep up passing zooplankton. In response, the aquarium is launching a three-day emergency event starting on May 3rd, known as the Face Showing Festival, with the goal of not forgetting the existence of humans. It is inviting people to call the aquarium's dedicated account through an iPad or iPhone, and once connected, people are asked to wave or call out to the eels, but not too loudly, for five minutes at a time during two time slots a day. So basically, Only in Japan. <laughs> <laughs> this just sounds like, if I were one of the eels, this is like torture. I'd be like, shut up. <laughs> I'm literally literally going back to my room for five minutes. (laughs) People call in so that they can 
I don't know if they just have like screens set up or what, but then just everyone gets to be just like, hi, yes, hello, yes, <laughs> for five minutes. Wow, it takes the, the 10 seconds that you were doing right there. I would have been the eel, but like the eels are mysteriously killing themselves now. <laughs> <laughs> they wrap around the other's throat and just. <laughs> I like how so it's you guys don't want to do like people. a five minute um, practice session right now where we all just say hi. <laughs> I like how it says that they just ask people to not speak too loudly. Yeah, when like you have the volume button on every iPad, just turn it down, <laughs> people. Also, you asked me to call. I'll talk as loudly as I want. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You want to save the eels? I'm gonna scream. Eels! Straight out of the sea. Frightening the eels. <laughs> I just, I just want a video of this event, not of what the eels are doing, but what I just want to see what the eels are supposed to be seeing. So I think that would be pretty entertaining just to be like, because like I said, I don't know if it's like one dude that just his job is to answer the calls. They come in and hold the phone up to the tank or if they have like mounted a bunch of screens all along the tank and for people to call in. Like, I just see just the line of phones with people's faces in them. And just like in the middle of it, and just like half of the Barnes family. (laughs) (laughs) You You know what? Does it say anything about how to actually call in? Because we should. Um, Not in this particular article. Like, I don't see a phone number. And does it cost? Because if it costs money, I'm out. But I'll do it for free. They probably don't want Americans. We're the worst. <laughs> Americans are ruining it. They're ruining the world anyway with the votes Corona. Because <laughs> they're afraid that a, like a travel call be like, eels, <laughs> I just call. I call eating sushi like eating eel. I'm just like, hi eel. You look real tasty. They're like, you sick son of a gun. Trav's like, would you like some unagi? Mm, look at this unagi. unagi. <laughs> oh, let me dip it in some eel sauce. Even it's not really eel. It's a real monster. Uh, All right, well. No, that was, yeah, that was why. I just thought it was kind of interesting. So I wanted to see what was like the most awkward transition that I could take to get to this story. And I feel you like I it. accomplished that. Accomplished. You did it. Good job. Use the guys with the whole FaceTime. Question. To answer your question, though, I do not use FaceTime as much as possible because <laughs> I can't even stand talking on the phone. If I can get away with texting anything that and everything, I will. I'll only talk on the phone if I actually have to. And FaceTime is like a once every year thing. If it's a big meeting thing like this, I'll do it. I'll do like Zoom. Or Alan, something. you and I sort of FaceTimed last night. So last night for like for like 30 seconds when Danny left, when Danny left to go yell at his children. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, All right. Well, let's move on to Mars because I want to know what's going on with Mars. So what's happening with that planet? But before, before we get to that, 
I got going I got around the sun there. right now. <sighs> Made myself. That's uh, called. It's called an orbit. Oh, <laughs> uh, I like Travis Mars tin hat. <laughs> it would really. It looks extra special with a flickering in and out of existence. I know it does. <laughs> Travis, like it looks. It looks like it fits really well. Is it custom made? It is custom made. I made it oh, wow. ten so minutes pay before we started. So I well, have the good news is you won't have your mind read by aliens during our podcasts. Don't want that done. So I bought, take it away, space, Alan. John. Wait, wait, wait! I brought a space-related thing too. <gasps> Did you? My mystery science theater three thousand mug. Okay, Trav. Wait. I'm just gonna lead with that. They've never seen it, so they don't know. Oh, you guys gotta see it. It's so good. I somehow don't think you'd enjoy it, though. I've seen yeah. parts of Mystery Science 3000. That's the one where they're watching the movie and, like, commenting on it, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. but there's a bazillion of them, so... Some are better than others. It's, it's you know, you gotta know the good ones. But yeah, or like they watch, just like, the movies. movies. The movie, the, <laughs> the official movie is the best one. In my, I, yeah. I wanted to let you guys know that I also brought something space-related. You guys, like, see it? It's a star. A rock star. <laughs> Ignore this part. Star. It also says zero on it, as in zero gravity. Oh. oh. There are so many implications. Um, because rock. there are... Asteroid. It also says B rock. on here, if you guys can see. Um, so that would stand for like Alpha Centauri B. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> He's stretching now. There's a letter B. Alpha forty. <laughs> it's got twenty percent yellow five surface. Um, yeah, yellow five Pure. shrinks the penis like nothing it does is okay. Makes How long are we going to continue with this? Seriously. <laughs> <laughs> you understand the rules of comedy. You can take something so far. <laughs> <laughs> That's why Trav and I just went off on <laughs> so anyway, I feel like that I, was just the perfect amount right there. But I I'm also now. brought something space related. Huh. Your topic. Oh, your arm. His star tats. His stats. His is perfect. <laughs> <laughs> Are you hoping to get a full constellation done on your body, Alan, by the time you're done? So you like when you're in the when you're in the buff, you look like that guy that's bowling the arrow. Orion. <laughs> Orion, that's the one. Orion, Orion the hunter. <laughs> My space knowledge. On Orion. You know what would be cool though is if Alan did that, but like he did it in, with uh, glow in the dark ink. Oh, and yes. then he turned the lights out, and then undressed, and then stood in the Orion pose. Gets a little weird towards the end there, but yeah. yeah. <laughs> did, you, did you say that that would be cool? Well, I think for Alan, that would be cool if Alan bathed in in <laughs> in neon fluorescence. Uh, no. When those little kids had those stars on their ceiling, like if Alan had those on his body and he was naked in a room in the dark, that'd be cool, wouldn't it? <laughs> yeah, real cool. Seeing your brother naked. First, he oils himself up so that the light glimmers off his skin. 
I did yeah. not see like that. It would I be so cool if I could see him versus the major. Well, it, okay. it, it starts off as Ursa Minor, then it becomes Ursa Major. Got it. <laughs> All right. So, <laughs> welcome to my conspiracy topic. Uh, okay. So many space jokes. <laughs> First, I'll just explain what the conspiracy is. The conspiracy is that NASA in the 70s discovered life on Mars, uh, but they've covered it up and they've denied discovering life on Mars. And the reason that they're denying it is because their long-term goals are to eventually send humans to Mars and then colonize Mars. But if there's life there already, then people will be uh, very opposed to us colonizing it and potentially destroying any life that's already there. So just to like, there is life there contaminating ourselves with it. And if it's harmful to us, if it's a pathogen, then it was bringing it back to earth and then killing off the whole human species. See, that seems like a bigger deal, but go ahead. (laughs) On the flip side. So it's not so much that they're worried about like actual, uh, intelligent beings. They're just more worried about us. Like, even if it's just micro microbial, Microbial. 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 What is it? Microbial. Microbial. Um that it's <laughs> yeah, it's still something that's like important that we need to like be able to study it before we kill it off. Well, yes. That's the stance I would take. Wait. <laughs> is at least let us study it and learn all about it. And then maybe we can kill it off. But no. Um, Yeah, it's just we don't want to kill it or harm it. And so we people will be against colonizing Mars to not destroy the life that's already there. Because I have a question. At the time, it would be our only uh, evident or actual other life that we know of in the universe. Yeah, what? My question is, um, and thank you for addressing it so aggressively. So <laughs> definitely doesn't make me nervous to ask ask the question. So what? Yeah, what? Out with it, boy. <laughs> um, what kind of? So do we know what? Like, is there a a set? Like, what kind of life did they find? Are they covering up on like like Danny said? Like, is it like microism life, or yeah. is it like full life? Do they know? Like, is it somewhere written that someone's like, oh, it's just small life, but they still don't want to go? Or is it like Danny alien life behind him that's like their that really full life? Yeah, or is <laughs> so, it like Asians? As okay, so, for the most part, we're just talking <laughs> micro- microbial life. Microbial like, life. Like uh, microscopic, you know, single-celled organism type things. Uh, bacteria or archaeal, archaeal or whatever you call them. Um, but there are people also that, you know, who are part of, like, they believe in this conspiracy theory. Obviously, you're going to have people to the extreme where they're like, oh, yeah, there's definitely, like, Martians. There's that base on Mars. That's proof that they've built structures. 
resembling human beings. People think they're canals that have been seen on the surface of Mars that were built by Martians. Um, Trav, I thought you were going to ask the question, do the aliens have two sexes like we do? I was saving that for you because you have the Mars attack. So. Do the aliens have two sexes like we do? Like we do. Uh, that's such a good movie. Um, yeah, obviously. Well, it, there, there's, there are some people who think, you know, more advanced life. Because I'd be... There. I don't want to be a, a tool, but I don't feel like I would be that concerned about microbiotic life. Like I obviously get like when we come to like America in 1400s and like outright destroy native American life and culture that like, I can see how you wouldn't want to repeat that again in history, but like <laughs> microbiotic life, I'm sort of like, uh, I don't know. Like would there, would there be that many people who would care about that? Who'd be like protesting and be like, we can't go there. Now, I get it if it's like you're worried about bringing it back here and destroying all of us. But from like a taking over POV, I just don't really buy like that there'd be that many people upset about it. But maybe I'm wrong. Well, I don't know. I think, I think, and correct me if I'm wrong, um, but my guess would be that there's the people that would be concerned, super concerned about the micro- microbial life. Um, <laughs> my, yeah, I don't know. Just take anyway, um, <laughs> <laughs> microbiotic or something. <laughs> Are, are concerned because like i mean what if this whatever they find the life there is could be useful in some way i mean what if we realize oh like this is like a cure for cancer like whatever mm-hmm. that's true there's different uses that it potentially could have um that or it could be a like to, we would like to yeah experiment with it test it first Got and then that. decide whether or not we need it I didn't even know what you said because I was talking over you, so I couldn't hear it on my phone. <laughs> he was talking about Spider Man. So I said uh, it could be a symbiote. Um, That's Venom. Oh, okay. <laughs> he laughed. So Spider Man. Also, another reason to study if we did find microbial life over the, uh, on Mars. Another reason to study it would be to see if. Um, it's a whole separate genesis of life from what's on Earth, or if it's super similar to us. So um, it could answer kind of questions about how life on Earth got started, how we got started. If it's similar to us, then that opens up the possibilities that life could have originated on Mars billions of years ago, and then like a comet or asteroid hit Mars and then you have the whole panspermia theory where uh, rocks with microbial life flew off Mars and landed on Earth and then seeded Earth with life. Or it could go the vice versa. Rocks from Earth got uh, ejected and landed on Mars and then seeded that life on Mars. Yeah. Well, I think the article that you sent me the other day um, had an interesting way of describing it. I think the author of the article put it something like, Earth and Mars have been swapping spit for like for billions of years, you know, really? basically meaning they've been sharing particles back and forth ever since yeah. they were formed. Now, are you trying to tell me there's some kind of space Jesus out there making <laughs> life on Mars? Is that what you're saying to me? <laughs> Like if they did, I feel like I feel like if they did, 
if they did find this out, it would sure upset a lot of people because if you really did find that like, okay, well we could actually determine how life was created here on earth by following how life is developing on Mars, it does kind of put a little bit of a hiccup in a lot of religions and the way they believe things to be. And that doesn't completely write it off because you can find workarounds. And, you know, I personally believe there's overlaps between religion and science, but, but, you know, it could be a very like large fundamental change to the way our society functions as a culture. If all of a sudden you find that you're like, Oh, actually the way we developed is proven because here it is up on Mars. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think this is for like a different episode. So I don't cause we could go into this for like ever, but exactly like your point on, you think that religion and science have overlap. I mean, there is overlap, but I think it would just be interesting to see from a standpoint of if we just travel back in time, 500 years or a thousand years. And we talk to somebody that their overlap would basically seem like instead of science, just replace that word with magic. And there'd just be a lot of like religion and magic have their overlap. But what they didn't realize is their magic was actually explained by science. Right. Are you being contradictory or, or uh, playing devil's advocate, Danny? No, I was agreeing with Trav. Oh, okay. I just saying, thought I couldn't tell. <laughs> but saying, because, like, there is the whole, there's some people who are super, super science-based, obviously, and then there's people that are, like, super religious, but the truth probably is, like, somewhere in the middle. Mm-hmm. That's it. Got it. So I think what Chad... Well, right now, we, we call it science. That's what we, we are, like, we know about science now. Yeah. Whereas a thousand years ago, they called it magic or trav. What did they call it? Uh, what do you mean? Starts with an A. <laughs> oh, alchemy. <laughs> alchemy. alchemy. Yeah, I was like, you, you like said it already. They called it alchemy magic. <laughs> I think really what Chad M was trying trap. to say. I think what Chad M was getting at is more is like um, the whole Christian view of like Adam and Eve were put on. They like they were created by God versus if we discover like the actual like a scientific origin of life it's most likely going to be evolution right yeah it's not be, definitely it'll definitely disprove like the whole adam and eve i mean that's the kind of interesting right, thing about it is it's already I, I mean we've already proved evolution but because yeah. we can't actually go back in time and distinctly be like hey see here it is people this, are like they can yeah. they can rewrite it but if all of a sudden you said oh actually take a look here on this other planet where you can see that happening firsthand, the then it really does. You could still be like, ah, it wasn't the case here. God made us here. And then he did evolution over there on Mars. But like, it's, it gets harder and harder to justify the more and more you begin to discover that kind of stuff. And again, not to say that it doesn't, religion or Christianity doesn't have its place, because I'm definitely not saying that, but it just, the view of such a literal, like, reach down and finger of God touching a man and him appearing out of basically thin air essentially is not as viable. Yeah. So, remind me of this, stuff. because I, I don't remember this from, from my younger days of, of studying the scriptures, whatever, but Adam was created from the earth. Is that correct? It doesn't, like... It, it doesn't like, give a source. It's not like he was rolled out of dough or something. Yeah, it, like everything really say, is 
to be interpreted different ways. It's I mean, God's speak. If you read, okay. if you read it literally, it's just that he just makes him. It's like let we are going to go down, and we're going to make God. Or well, God goes down, and he makes earth. He makes light. He makes water. He yeah. Makes, well, it doesn't yeah, really be like he made. All, I do all that in his six days before he rested. Right on the seventh day. So yeah. But I mean, before we go on too much of a tangent, because like I said, this is an episode on Mars, <laughs> not religion, but. It's just, yeah, it's just one of those things I could never remember. And maybe that's why is because there isn't an actual thing. But for some reason, I always wanted to attach some kind of physical like property as in like Captain Planet kind of a situation. But like Adam was created from Earth and Eve was created from, and I don't like it like leaves or something like that, you know, his, his rib, his rib. His rib bone or something. It was his rib, yeah. So I do I like just, the idea of God as Captain Planet. I think that's something we could all lean into. <laughs> you saying God was Captain Planet or Adam was Captain Planet? <laughs> no, I'm just saying like I, I think guess God was Captain. The Planet. story God and Jesus be, just with these rings. <laughs> <laughs> the story to me just like <laughs> not necessarily heart. more sense, oh, but would be more. Would be more exciting if it was like the whole like elements like earth, wind, water, fire, water, and heart, right? And each one was created from one of those sources, and then they made man. But that's neither here nor there. That's not even uh, religion at all. That's just like a fictional. That is. <laughs> never mind. <laughs> We'll, we'll do a Captain Planet episode down the line where Danny can get all his religious analogies out of Captain Planet. He's like, I believe Captain Planet is in the Bible. Look, look, look. When, when God said that the meek would inherit the earth, I think he was referring to heart. He's a God. He's like, it's that little Indian boy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I should start my own Captain Planet religion. I think it would catch on. Yeah, undoubtedly. I was going to say, gonna say <laughs> two things real quick about the religion thing before we move on. So I feel like you can just have a God that creates the universe and the Big Bang, sets things in motion, and he realizes it's going to eventually end up with the evolution of us. And what, like, he doesn't have to, like, come down and abracadabra, there you are, humans. He can just set things in motion knowing we're going to evolve. That's my theory. But go on. Second, I've always wondered if we do find life on, like, other planets, um, intelligent life, are they going to have, like, scriptures that, like, Jesus also visited them? Because the Mormon religion... the Book yeah, of Mars, book of where Jesus came to the Americas. The right? Book of Marsmen. <laughs> <laughs> so basically, what I'm saying. Do they have gold on Mars? What I'm saying is, did Jesus just go on tour or something? He did. It's actually a well-known fact. It's Jesus is back in the USSR tour as he goes around the country and just <laughs> sees a bunch of different people. No, I mean, I don't like know. Eagles I, tour. Yeah, no, it's just a Beatles song. I just picked the thing at random. But, uh, I mean, I think it's a very, like, I think, I don't know if they, I mean, it, it really, it, it like, opens up a whole Pandora's box if you actually open to religion. 
Like, mm. would they have a religion? Do they look like us? Because if they don't look like us, then all of a sudden, I mean, could you imagine like the guy behind Alan, I mean, behind Danny, and like all of a sudden, like white or Middle Eastern, depending on your point of view, Jesus like descends among them, you know, and he's like, hey, everybody, they'd be like, <laughs> <laughs> you are created after my own image. I don't. <laughs> Like, Guys, my own image after I've been in the tub for way too long. Danny, do you want to say the word? Humanoid. Oh, Danny loves humanoid. He is. This is a humanoid-looking uh, <laughs> alien. For those of you watching on YouTube, um, right, we get into the. But yeah, we we can get into it for sure. Um, but, but I guess one last point on this is just does it say anywhere that. God is God of the earth only. Cause no. isn't this, isn't it just like implied that God is God of the universe. Therefore it doesn't matter where life sprouts in the universe. He's still the God of that life. If you were to go that route, like that route. The general belief is that, that I've heard from within my upbringing, which was a Latter-day Saint Mormon is that he is the God of many worlds However, only one world had the sacrifice of Jesus. So that sacrifice accounts for other worlds. Now, to take that all with, you know, the grain of appropriate salt of old prophets rambling in the 1800s and, you know, but um, that has been the belief that I understand it to be growing up was that there are many worlds, but only one world actually had a Jesus. Each world does not need its own Jesus sacrifice. I could see this totally turning into a Rick and Morty episode. It probably already has been a Rick and Morty episode. <laughs> Where it's just like every world thinks that they have the only Jesus, and there's just like this room just chock full of Jesus. <laughs> that is pretty, actually. That does sound like a Rick and Morty episode. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Sorry. All right. We'll, so we'll with, with this conspiracy, <laughs> um, why, I guess... I mean, we've kind of sat here and we've talked about some of the reasons why it is such a big deal. Um, I mean, what's, what's really going on with it? Is it, does it, are people actively involved in the conspiracy these days or what? Involved, what do you mean? Just, like, I mean, an ongoing thing or was it yeah. something that was really popular only back in the eighties or in the seventies? it's an ongoing thing for sure so here let me pull up a picture for you guys so there's also this is just the picture i found of so there's this guy who's like a believer in all these conspiracies online and um he claims to have found in the nasa pictures that he says nasa found this thing here let me pull it up. He says it's a femur bone of some type of uh, Martian animal and that NASA found it and what they decided to do was to not tell anybody and then purposely run it over with the rover <laughs> and try and break it or something. So uh, let me share that. So I don't know if you guys can see it there. That's supposedly a femur bone, is what he says mm. on Mars. I mean, I could see it looks like a bone. Yeah, I could see how it resembles a femur, but I think we could find 
thousands of rocks on earth that would resemble a femur as well. Mm -hmm. Honestly, I don't know how paleontologists do it because all fossils look just like rocks to me. Yeah. I, I wonder, um, like why NASA would run over it though. Like, I just don't, I have a hard time imagining that they would be like, if anything, they'd be like, just drive away from that. Like, don't show it again. As opposed to being like, as opposed to being like a guy who hit like a deer on the road. He's like, I better back up and make sure it's dead. Like it just seems, <laughs> seems like a very excessive overkill to me. And especially so, something that blends in so much as a rock essentially. Yeah. Can you see my cursor? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So apparently like this is supposed to be a tr- like where it ran over it, like a tra- the um, track from the rover. Yeah, but where would the where's the rest of the track? I don't know. That's what I was looking for, but and so it looks yeah. pretty pristine all around it. I think that's a conspiracy of its own. Yeah. Where's the tires? The tire tracks. <laughs> But honestly, based on the article I read and the source, like the you could tell it wasn't written really by a a scholarly uh, gentleman. Yes, scholarly gentleman. Um, So I'm suspicious if this is even an actual (laughs) image taken by the Mars rover. If this is even was it Cheech and Chong? (laughs) What? Like, nah. There was like. A rover on Mars and a femur, dude. And he's mad <laughs> over you, it. Know, you know what? Rover's another word for dog, and dogs love bones. <laughs> oh. <laughs> that was me bringing Danny's joke back around. <laughs> well done. Um, if you could bring up that picture really quickly again, um, Alan. Sorry, I thought there was something that was even more interesting in that picture than the quote-unquote femur portion. If you guys look over, I mean, to me, because I'm looking at the screen, it's on the far right. There's a larger-looking rock. Can you kind of point that out with your cursor, Alan? (laughs) Yes. So if you look at that rock, to me, it looks like an extended hand in fist bump mode. Um, And also looks to me like it's got a pretty large ring, which could be one of the rings that uh, are involved with Captain Planets. What the hell are are you talking about? (laughs) It doesn't even look like a hanging Is this the ring? No, the ring is like a little bit higher. Yes, there. That's the ring. ring Sitting on top of the fist bump. That is not a fist bump. See, I thought it looked like a troll head. (laughs) I kind of thought it looked like one of those like dead fox skulls, but it had a helmet on. <laughs> a helmet made of another fox skull. I think I proved my point uh, with this whole thing, meaning people will see what they want to see in anything. Mm-hmm. Um, this, to me, is very little, is not proof of anything, um, I think, which is the point Alan was getting at. But yeah. Well, and then I, I guess I'll challenge you Barnes boys, because I'm sure you guys, I'm sorry, you Barnes men, because I think you'll know more of this about science than I do. But like, doesn't the, like, for like something to, because it's, isn't it oxygen that kind of like destroys, then breaks down the body after you're dead? Yeah. Right? So oh. with no oxygen in oxidation. space. Oxidation. Yeah. So with no oxygen in space, could something break down or would that animal or creature when it dies just be full part 
Well, it would be like a completely different scenario, I think, in the fact that Mars has such a different atmosphere than it does there is on Earth. So for that process to happen, it would happen very differently. I mean, I would still imagine that at some point. But I mean, here it goes, like, because it goes back to Earth. A large part of it is, is like you said, like the oxygen, oxygenation or whatever you guys Oxygen. call it. <laughs> that was it, oxygenation. <laughs> Scientific term. Oxidation. Um, cause oxidation, you know, can cause the, the bloating and for people where they kind of like expand and all that stuff. But ultimately it's, it's bugs, but, or even microbials, microbials that <laughs> ultimately in charge of daddy. There's no second R just so you know, think, think Jessica Beal, micro, <laughs> microbial. Okay, micro- I, I don't know. Okay. Micro- I think we just let him say it. Microbial. <laughs> <laughs> that are there to further break down the body. So I don't know. Like, this is just a complete guess, but I would almost think like it'd be like the perfect condition to, for mummification or something like that. Mm, maybe. But see, mummification still suggests like a sense of like, there's still something there. It's not really down to the bones. But I also wonder, like, if something is breaking this thing down, even then, why not this bone in particular? Is it, like, the last of the bones of this creature? It just seems like there should be... It's not like... There should be more. There should be no, more to this. All those body. other rocks are part of that that one being that is now... <laughs> Scabbing with that the area. Troll but, head, I fist mean, bump it head. It makes sense. Okay, <laughs> let's... <laughs> Let's say this is a femur bone or some type of bone. Then it would make sense that there's microbial life that would have broken down all the tissue, at least, right? Yeah. So then and Mars would be life on Mars. Huh? That everything we know about Mars and its atmosphere is incorrect, which means our scientists are stupid and they don't know. It's like it's all old. <laughs> and then also depending on how old you want to say this is like the conditions on Mars right now definitely are different than what it was 3 billion years ago, 3 billion years ago, scientists actually think that it was very earth-like there was, there were oceans of water running rivers, lakes, um, a lot thicker atmosphere, uh, probably similar to what we have now here on earth. It's just that Mars lost all of that because it, um, it's smaller than earth. So it's core solidified and cooled a lot faster than the earth, which then it's magnetic field went away when it didn't have a spinning iron core or molten core. And then the solar radiation, all the UV light and protons that are whizzing by blew away its atmosphere uh, over a period of like millions of years. And so that's not how it happened. It has one percent the atmospheric <laughs> density that we do right now, and most Travel. of it is carbon dioxide. I think what happened was one scientist a while back was like, you know what? I think that there that Mars was like a Earth back millions of years years ago, and then everybody was like, yeah, I could dig that. <laughs> Is this like this, the like scientists are like Joe Exotic? They're like Tiger King. They're like, I'd think Carol Baskin 
Maybe she <laughs> took away the Earth's atmosphere. <laughs> Mars's atmosphere. Or Mars's atmosphere. Fed it to a tiger. <laughs> Carol Baskin ruined Mars. That's what I said. <laughs> Carrying her husband up there. That's where he is. All right. So now I'm going to get into like the. Um, the experiment that was done on the Viking probes in the 1970s, in 1976, that um, this, on the other hand, so this isn't about the conspiracy anymore or like people who are like that picture in the website, that article I was reading, like you can tell they're not scholarly. The This is an actual, the, um, the scholarly, principal scholarly investigator... Person. Um, who led the experiment to discover, to detect microbial life on the Viking uh, landers. He's the one who is saying that he's convinced their experiment did discover microbial life and detected it. Um, But NASA is being way too conservative and um, all of NASA's reasons for saying that it's inconclusive or they really didn't. It was not actually life. It was um, inorganic chemical reactions that they detected and not uh, microbial life. He's saying that that's all wrong and that all the reasons they state for it not really being life are easily disproven. And I can go, and I'll go through all those. Does that make sense to you guys? Yep. Okay. <laughs> let's do it all right let's do it so uh on july 30th in 1976 the viking landers uh, i think there were two of them they were both landed uh 4 kilometers apart on the surface of mars and they each had an experiment on board called the labeled release uh life detection experiment and, um, what is his name? Gilbert Levin is the guy I'm talking about who is convinced that they did uh, discover life. He was an Amer- he's an American engineer and uh, was in charge of that experiment. So how that experiment worked, I'm going to explain it to you guys real quick. Um, let me bring up. Just gonna explain it real quick in picture for oh a thousand words. Pictures are worth a thousand words. Why is it? That looks like the same experiment we just saw. (laughs) Why is it not coming up? It's getting smaller though. Okay, can you guys see it? It's kind of small though. No. You might have to uh, expand it. I can see it. You can't tell it all. Okay. It looks like a computer. I can see it nice and clear. So basically, what you have, can you guys still see it? Yeah. You can't see my notes, right? Nope. No. Okay. I don't know how this sharing works. All right. So on board the experiment, you have a Viking composite instrument, including a carbon-14 detector. Okay. So this is the detector that what they're looking for are carbon-14 isotopes, or isotopes, which basically 
I'll try and explain what that is. The regular carbon you think about is carbon 12, which means it has six protons and six neutrons. And an isotope is uh, an element that has the same amount of protons, so six protons, but just different amounts of neutrons. So the reason they're looking for carbon-14 is because carbon-14 is radioactive, which means radioactive. it decays. <laughs> so what they're you they're, this carbon-14 is, um, well, I'll get back to that. So just remember, carbon-14, radioactive. Uh, also on board the experiment is a solution of nutrients for microbial life. Um, it's an acu- aqueous solution um, with a bunch of like alanine, dialanine, lactate, gly- glycolate, and all this stuff. Okay. Um, and then also a heat source so that they can add a little bit of heat for uh, microbials to like go through their metabolic process if they need to. Um, so basically, they take a sample of the soil, and can you see like this little middle uh, cavity container part? Yes. Like a little mound yeah. at the bottom. So that's like the sample of soil that they take. They put five cc's of Martian soil in it, and then they add um, 0.155 milliliters of the nutrients solution to that soil. So up top, you can probably, can you see these little drips going down onto the soil? Mm-hmm. That's the nutrient solution. But this is the critical part. In that solution of nutrients, they have replaced regular carbon-12 atoms uh, in the nutrients with carbon-14 atoms. Oh, shit. Those freaking sneaky buggers. <laughs> Just so, when you think you know what a carbon-12 is, it tells you it's a carbon-14. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's radioactive, okay? Radioactive! Then... I'm going to basically do that every time you say it. <laughs> Yeah, maybe it would be your best interest to pick a new word. Basically, they dump nutrients, which is laced with radioactive carbon-14 onto the... <laughs> what? Sorry. You said radioactive. Onto the soil sample. <clears throat> and then they incubate the sample at 10 degrees Celsius um, and monitor it for eight days to see, to watch the evolution or the creation of the gas waste products that a micro that microorganisms that are consuming the nutrients uh, when they consume the nutrients, they would then metabolize it and respirate out uh, gas. And since they laced the nutrients with the carbon fourteen, the detector. So can you see the? You can still see here. So there's this tube leading off to the left and then down and then into the square where the detector is. So the gas released by any microorganisms would obviously rise and then enter that tube and then go down into the detector. So then if they detect carbon-14 there, that means that something ate, metabolized, and then released the gaseous waste that includes this radioactive carbon-14. 
So are you telling me, Alan, this is built, this entire thing is built around alien farts. That's <laughs> I was going to say, basically, I metabolize and release gas all the time. <laughs> you guys took my joke too. Now it's not funny. Well, you know, you could have just not said anything and nobody would have been the wiser, but you like brought it to everyone's attention that you would have that joke too. <laughs> no, I mean, so in essence, though, in a nutshell, what Alan's saying and is they put a handful of dirt in essence inside of a container. They put they sprinkled it with some of the carbon fourteen and they waited to see what would happen. And then they had detectors on board that would try to either tell you yes, there is organic life or there is not organic life on Mars. And the results were inconclusive. <laughs> Well, no, the results, hang on, where is it in my notes? Um, the, initial result, <laughs> the initial results were, amazingly, they were positive. A total of four positive results, um, supported by five like varied controls, um, came back. All of them were positive, and this was on both uh, Viking landers that were 4,000 miles apart. Um, The data curves that they received, so that right here, this shows you what the data they collected. I don't know if you guys can see this. Can you see it now? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, So this is where they uh, injected the nutrients. And then this shows the, the detection of the amount of carbon-14 that they detected. Um, over here, are, this is the souls. So that's two souls, like Martian days. Uh, two, four, six, eight, whatever. So over this period of time, obviously, they detected the carbon-14, which would mean something is metabolizing and uh, expelling the gaseous waste. Right. Um, Mm -hmm. And then they also had a control experiment. So what they did to try and rule out if it it being just some inorganic, some non-life process, uh, just a chemical process that was somehow creating the gaseous waste with the carbon-14, to rule that out after they ran this first cycle, which... uh, created this curve on the graph. Then they all of a sudden heated the sample, the soil sample to 160 degrees Celsius um, for three hours, I think, which would kill off any uh, bacteria or microorganisms. And then it should stop all of the carbon-14 detection or production of the gaseous waste. And when they did that, You can see right here at the bottom, this is after they heated it, they call it cycle two, and all of a sudden, no gaseous waste, right? So that means the heat killed off the microorganisms that had created this curve previously. Well, all I'm saying is I have got tons of material for any time somebody wants to fight about whether or not there is actual life on Mars. Because I'll just tell them, I can prove it. 
They sent a Viking probe to test the alien farts using carbon-14 dirt. And therefore, we have life on Mars. I'm pretty sure there was a lot of things incorrect with what you said beyond <laughs> even alien farts. <laughs> um, it's interesting, but like, so Alan, like it seems pretty solid. So why is it not then considered to be? Okay, so I'll, I'll get into that. Um, basically, so for life, at least life that we know of, on Earth, and that's all the only example we have, obviously, to go off of, is you need organic um, compounds and organic molecules to create life. So the the theory is that you know, in the primordial uh, before life on Earth, there was this primordial like soup of organic molecules and compounds, in which organic molecules are just basically any molecule that um, contains carbon and carbon is like, can create life, I guess is like so important to life because carbon has a unique ability to create long chains or polymers, um, that are like essential for life, like amino acids and all that stuff. Um, because well, we're uh, considered carbon based life forms and really all life yeah. on earth is considered carbon based life. Yeah. Are we carbon 12 or are we carbon 14? Because I know a lot of people who are super toxic. Is that was that a joke? <laughs> I didn't. I honestly thought it was serious all the way till the till like Alan did his little Santa laugh. Yeah, I was. I was like, I didn't know that I was supposed to laugh. I was like, oh, Danny's talking about something I don't understand. <laughs> and then now I was like, uh, I have the. An- Do you want the answer though? Yes, I we're do. primarily carbon uh, twelve, but we do have carbon fourteen in us. Like we breathe it in all the time. It's not a lot, but carbon fourteen is actually on Earth. Uh, um, it's naturally made by cosmic rays slamming into the top of our atmosphere and um, creating um, what are they called ions that then combined with other things and then eventually somehow it creates carbon 14 and then it's in our atmosphere but it's a trace amount but we do breathe it in and it's part of us so once you die that's what carbon basing is is based off all the carbon dating of like uh archaeological finds and stuff like that the carbon 14 is what they can actually um calculate its age with is because carbon 14 has a half-life of like 5,700 years or something like that. So basically if you have a hundred grams of carbon 14 after 5,700 years, half of that is decayed. So you only have 50 grams left of carbon 14. And then the other half has turned into, I think nitrogen. And then after another uh, 5,700 years, and 25%. 25%. And then 75% is nitrogen. So you can actually, like, that's how carbon dating works. Does that answer your question? Um, so anyway, so the, whole, the whole point of the, uh, bringing up organic matter is that you have to have organic matter, we think, to create life. What happened to Trav? Where do you go? I'm here. No. <laughs> um, and then the Viking landers failed to detect to 
find or detect any organic matter. So NASA says that's one reason to doubt the actual, that we actually detected life um, on Mars. And over the, over the last 43 years since, though, NASA has been kind of weird about it, which is probably what adds to the conspiracy theories. They have, like, refused to, do an, to send another uh, rover and add another life detection experiment on it. Even though this guy who ran this one, uh, the, what was his name? Gilbert Levine Gilbert. has been begging them. People have been like, why aren't you just sending more experiments, like better updated, because now we can do them even better and more efficient, and they're more sensitive. But Mars has just like taken the stance that we're moving more on to just um, studying the the ancient conditions on earth like was there water liquid water and how habitable could mars have been in the past and and then also looking for water they're like taking the stance of follow the water and then if we find water then we can think about looking for life but it's like why it's so easy to just send an experiment to actually detect life first like firsthand instead of going for the water or trying to find out if it could have been habitable in the past. So, so, so why would it actually matter? I mean, in for science, yes, it would matter. But, uh, for, um, as we kind of circle back to the, to the conspiracy, uh, reiterate a little bit, why was it so important for them? If it did, if they did cover it up, why cover up this whole like millions of years of possible existence just so that so that we could one day inhabit that planet that's what the conspiracy theory is yeah that's what the, yeah conspira- conspiracy theorists are saying that they don't want to tell us about the life because they want to colonize mars and if we know there's life there then we'll say no you can't colonize mars but I don't see think so. i would I think- come the other direction and be like hey something is actually living there that means that it's a possibility that other things could live there too meaning us i don't want to go to something that is completely just inhabitable i think that it's actually because of the and this is taking it all the way back around to the religious thing to some degree, but I think it's like the level of like change that would that would just transform our cultures if we found out there was life off of this planet is like so dramatic that I have a feeling like leadership and people have like silenced it because they're like, look, we can't like it's just going to throw everything into turmoil. Like we have to keep people believing things that they've always believed and hold them to that kind of like set that they've always believed in. And not upset the apple cart, so to speak, especially over something like, like this. Yeah, and I would agree with that more in the front of if they were actually finding intelligence, uh, alien life, or something like that, where you know they're like, "Whoa, some creature just literally came up and was like sniffing the probe or whatever." And but instead, if it's just microbial, mo- microbial, <laughs> that's good. Just take um, a different word. 
<laughs> then say I, microorganisms. Microorganisms um, are yeah. Like if it's just that though, I don't know that that would create such a scare. Like Trap tomorrow, oh, if they were to come to confirm and just be like, yeah, okay, legit, we found germs on Mars. Would that change your train of thought too much? I don't think it would change mine, but I think you're talking about extremely, you know, I mean, you're talking, you have to look at the religions beyond just the, with beyond our own. There's religions within the country that are very um, strict and very God fearing, so to speak. And very much, but then you go overseas and you get Islamic religions and different kinds of religions that have much even higher level. Like I'm not saying it's all on religion or that it's all that necessarily, but I think that there's enough there that it would cause people to question that it's sort of like NASA's kind of like, until we really know, until we have a 100% sure um, proof, do we really want to kind of upset this apple cart to some degree? Yeah. But I could be wrong. I mean, I could be wrong. I'm, I'm just speculating because I just, I don't, and, and this is not a knock to you, Alan, but I don't really buy the reasoning being that like people would be like, boo, we don't want to call Nate. Because like, I'm kind of with Trav. I'm like, I feel like that would be encouragement to call Nate. Because you'd be like, oh, like there have been things that have lived there, but, um, mm. but I don't know. I mean, it's just an interesting. I don't blame NASA for if it is the case. I don't blame them for kind of being a little bit shy about it because I think it is a big piece of news that would really kind of rock some boats to some degree for a lot yeah. of people. Yeah, it's it either that or they're just using it for. Uh, you know, it's kind of like one of those those things that you hold just in your in your back pocket until the right moment. You know, like yeah. when 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 you've got you when you finally got that one thing that you are right about uh, in a discussion with your spouse, and you're like, I'm just going to hold on to this until <laughs> the right moment. And uh, for us, it's going to be some, you know argument between us and China or us and Russia and finally we're just going to pull it out and be like there is life on Mars. Considering that it. people like oh, don't believe we've landed on the moon. I don't know that people are going to buy into that either. So. Landed on the moon! <laughs> what you're saying, Travis, NASA is like the husband and the rest of humanity is like the wife and they're just waiting for that moment Yes, because no, nobody ever believes us. Because their because their budget has been constantly slashed since like the seventies. That's what I think. Just, like they've been abused. People don't appreciate them anymore. They did it. They had to exactly. do it with their space shuttle program because they didn't have funding. People yeah, around the world don't on. know how hard it is to be an American. <laughs> <laughs> So now they have this in their back pocket that they can just finally be like, you know what? There is life on Mars. We knew about it. You treated us like crap. Since the 70s, (laughs) we drove our rover over a femur. (laughs) That was a legit femur. (laughs) And then we had another little robot come and sweep away the tire tracks. And then a third robot to sweep those tires. <laughs> <laughs> well, that third robot was more of like a drone. It exploded. And he just bit. came down and he just went. 
<laughs> you think you think the Roomba wasn't originally a NASA invention made for Mars to sweep away tracks? Huh? Hell yeah. We called that it the Moomba. Space age the Moomba. It was the Moomba back then. <laughs> Originally used on the moon. <laughs> so, okay, so cool. I'm gonna get into like all the so I just have a list of the um problems that NASA has with the uh the detection of life from that experiment. Um so just so you remember, one during the experiment, there appeared a uniform production of gas when the nutrients was placed on the soil. Mm. Two, the reactant in the Mars soil completely was is completely inhibited uh, when when they heated it. So that bottom line, right? So all this would suggest, indeed, there was life on Mars, but. Here are the discrepancies or problems that NASA has in the past put forward as the reason they doubt it. Um, one, no organic compounds, like I said, were found in the Martian soil analyzed by the Viking gas, um, well, their instrument that analyzes that. Uh, hydrogen per- two, hydrogen peroxide chemically formed in the upper atmosphere was thought to have descended down onto the soil so basically, there's hydrogen peroxide in the soil, they think. Um, I use hydrogen peroxide to clean my ears. Yeah, have you never done it? Dude. Mm-mm. It's just a lay rush. on your side, pour a little cap of that in your ear, and just let it sit for about five minutes. If you can stand it, it cleans it out good. <laughs> Does it bubble? Very shady. Oh yeah, it bubbles like crazy. I just want to know what happens to your ears to get to the point where they require hydrogen peroxide to clean them. I have deep canals, Daniel. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so there was hydrogen peroxide, they think, in the soil, and this isn't proven, but they suspect hydrogen peroxide in the soil, which reacted with formic acid, which was in the nutrient solution and that produces water and carbon dioxide, which would be detected as the radioactive uh, carbon dioxide. Radioactive. (laughs) (laughs) I was waiting for that. Three, three, the number three is it was assumed that there was no liquid water on Mars and that its absence would make life impossible. Uh, for the amplitude and kinetics of the labeled release response, so the curve that you saw, amplitude and kinetics of it, was thought to be, and I don't understand this, all it says is it was thought to be too much too soon. (laughs) We're not ready for that yet. (laughs) Whoa. That's like really definitive evidence that's a little much too soon like huh well i mean just think about it right if you if you go and you have all you have is like a little hors d'oeuvre or something right i mean that's not going to really cause that much of a trouble in your stomach but if you go to like a full-on like mexican buffet for a week I mean, you're going to have some serious irritable bowel syndrome going on by the end of that. And so 
you wouldn't expect to see such a spike in your fart count until the week is over. Man, I honestly wasn't sure if you were on the same podcast as us for most of that. I was like, is he like doing another call at the same time? It doesn't really seem on ours. I see what you're saying. I see what you're saying. You're saying you don't ever pass gas that quickly. Yeah. Time. But actually, I don't don't know about that. Oh, yeah. So they actually, I forgot to mention this. They ran this test thousands of times on earth in different conditions in laboratory conditions and in like the harshest outdoor environments known on earth and um and with like earth life though earth microorganisms and um basically they got the curve they got was almost identical to this one that they got on mars and they never, over the thousands of times that they tested it, they never got a, po- a false positive or a false negative. Never. Once. I forgot to bitch. Shut up. Good oh, yeah. And then also I brought that up because um, it should they made up. this this test, they said, is, is they, they can actually they see. They can actually see. The, oh, did we? No, no, he's still there. He was just like delayed for a minute. Got it. How was I delayed? I wasn't even talking. Mm, uh, I don't know. I heard you happening. come over the mic. Like, but yeah. for this experiment, uh, when they ran it the thousands of times, <laughs> uh, what happened to him? He's gone. So when they ran it the thousands of times, uh, they could detect the results of the gaseous carbon-14 uh, 15 to 30 minutes after putting the solution on the soil. Mm. So, I mean, here's, here's something that like would be obvious in a way, right? So you said that they did this experiment thousands of times on Earth in different conditions, and it never had a false positive or false negative. Well, can't they just like superimpose all of those graphs onto the graph that was created on Mars and just be like, look, it's the exact same trajectory on these graphs. So like obviously microbials um, do fart immediately. <laughs> just, you know, so like they can show that like uh, it wasn't too much too fast. Like they do fart quickly. Well, I'm sure. I mean, this is just the only graph. I, I mean, I just came across this graph and saved it. <laughs> I'm yeah. sure you could find probably all the, like, all the, I mean, I'm sure you have NASA data that you can go through. Like, I think that's all, like, open source data. It's owned by the public. You can get pretty much any NASA data you want. But, um, yeah, I don't know if anybody's ever made a superimposed image of all the graphs. That'd be cool. Yeah, that would be cool. Well, um, yeah. Hang on. Yeah. I'm, not, I'm not done with all the problems. Problems are there in this list? Huh? Is, it a top, is that how many problems are there? Is this the top 10 list or is I there like 47? Oh, okay. Uh, so, although not a pre mission criterion for life, a second injection, so they did inject it a second time with more nutrients which there was a dip you see like in the, like the curve goes up like this and then you see like a little bit of a dip and then like that. 
that's when they injected it for the second time. A second injection of the nutrients uh, onto the positive samples failed to reinvigorate the evolution of GAPs, as which generally occurred with uh, the experiment when they tested it on Earth. It would the curve would go like this, put more on it, and then the curve would go up again. It didn't on Mars, so that's an issue. Uh, the next one is. There's no, vis no visual evidence for life uh, was reported when the Viking camera images were examined, but it's microbial life, and we're talking like literally a camera that back in the 70s, like how many megapixels was that? Not a lot. You can't see microorganisms in like a freaking picture. Yeah. That's a dumb one. Um, Are we going to just ignore the fact that there's an earthquake in Seattle? Um, for anybody who is watching the uh, video feed, no, it wasn't an earthquake. It was me putting my feet up on the back of the desk, and it caused it to wiggle. <laughs> <So> <laughs> I tried to. I I like to respect the speaker, so I kept it cool. But I see how you are. You're just interrupting him rudely. This explains. This explains why our episodes are so damn long. I'm trying to get through this quickly, and Danny just has to like. Oh, camera shook a little bit. It's an earthquake. I mean, in his defense, it did shake quite a bit because I really bumped my desk. But <laughs> yes, point taken. <laughs> hey, All two right. more. Uh, NASA says UV light, ultraviolet light from the sun, was thought to activate, have activated the soil particles, which then resulted in the. Uh, which then disrupted the nutrient, nutrients upon contact, which then released the carbon-14 radioactive... Radioactive! Uh, gas. <laughs> and then last is clays on Mars were proposed to react with the uh, nutrients to release the labeled gas, the uh, carbon-14. So those are the issues... And I'll sum it up real quick by going through my, the list of things that I've read that directly contradict all those issues and blow them out of the water. So one of the issues was they didn't know if there was water on Mars. Well, now they have found surface water sufficient to sustain microorganisms was found on Mars um, by Pathfinder, Phoenix, and Curiosity. Um, as far as the ultraviolet light disrupting the soil, and then that was what released the gas. Um, they actually did one of the tests, um, shielded like under kind of like a ledge of a rock. So no sunlight was hitting it. So no UV light. And that's, they still got the same results, which was positive for life. Um, Complex organics. I said organic uh, Viking did not detect organic molecules. That's actually a long story. I, I don't know if I'll get into that, but they now have detected organic molecules in compounds. And the reason Viking didn't detect them is what they now they think is that in the soil is something called perchlorate, which is highly flammable. And they like use it for like rocket fuels and like in fireworks and stuff. 
Um, so they've discovered now that there's a lot of perchlorate in the soil. And when they were testing for organic molecules, the way they did that was they would get some soil and then heat it up to like almost a thousand degrees Fahrenheit, which would vaporize some of the soil and then any organic compounds would be in this vapor, which their detector could detect. But if there's perchlorate that's flammable, it would have ignited that perchlorate, which then would have incinerated any organic molecules they were trying to detect. And they discovered later, people, scientists later went back and reanalyzed uh, the results and they found the resulting byproduct, if you did incinerate the car- carbon con or organic compounds, it would make this like chlorobenzene benzene or something. And they actually now in the data have discovered, oh yeah, there's that in the soil. So pretty sure there was organic compounds that they just ended up accidentally incinerating. Um, so your um, where I just lost my train of thought. <laughs> so Are you trying to ask your beliefs, opinion is? your beliefs, your opinion is that there is life on Mars. So starting this, when I was starting my research, like I was just kind of like, whatever NASA say, says, you know, I was, that was my mindset of like, yeah, I trust NASA and stuff like that, which I still do. But, and I like NASA actually but i have like after reading all this stuff i really like am leaning more like if this is neutral and this is no life i'm kind of like this now toward yeah there is microbial life and we do need to send a follow-up mission with like a updated version of these tests and do the tests again well i think what we need to remember to is more people listen to this in audio form than in video. So you would say like 55% that yes. Um, I would say I'm like 60, 65% that there is organic or uh, microbiotic or what's the word? Microorganisms on Mars. Um, sorry, there are a few more. I'll just get through them quickly. Phoenix and Curiosity found evidence that uh, the ancient Martian environment may have been habitable. The excess of carbon-13 over carbon-12 in the Martian atmosphere is indicative of biological activity, which prefers carbon-12. So there's like actually the ratio of carbon-13 carbon-12 is elevated toward the carbon-13 side on Mars in in the atmosphere which uh, the life that we know of actually prefers to ingest and metabolize carbon-12, which makes sense that carbon-12 would be lower if there's life and carbon-13 would be elevated compared to carbon-12. And that's how it is on Mars. Uh, The Martian atmosphere is in disequilibrium. Its CO2 should long ago have been converted to... um, carbon monoxide by the sun's UV light. Um, But there's still CO2, which means somehow it's being regenerated and it possibly could be by microorganisms uh, regenerating the CO2. 
Uh, terrestrial microorganisms have survived in outer space outside the, uh, the International Space Station, International Space Station. So there's evidence that life from Earth, at least, can survive the vacuum of space for, I think this was up to a year and a half. It was just out in the vacuum of space um, and it survived. So that means there are organisms on Earth, microorganisms that can survive the environment on Mars, even if it's super harsh. Um, methane has been measured in the Martian atmosphere. Microbi- or microbial methanogens could be the source, which is basically just microorganisms that do fart methane. <laughs> He said part. <laughs> There's five more real quick. Formaldehyde and ammonia, each possible, possibly indicative of biology, are claimed to be in the Martian atmosphere. An independent complexity analysis of the positive results on the Viking uh, labeled release experiment signal identified um, it as biological. Six-channel spectral analysis by Vikings images imaging system found terrestrial lichen 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 lichens uh, found terrestrial. Those lichen. are like werewolves. <laughs> yep. <laughs> no, but in this case, it means like some like plant moss. I mean, I get what you're grow. saying, Alan. You're saying there's werewolves on Mars. I guess. Yes. Basically, it took pictures of stuff on Mars that has the exact same color, saturation, hue, and intensity of these lichen plants that grow on rocks on Earth. Uh, A worm-like feature was in an image taken by Curiosity. And then the last thing, um, large structures resembling uh, stromatolites on Earth, which are formed by microorganisms. These are like one of the earliest forms of life on Earth. They're basically like kind of how coral builds up, but microorganism dead bodies like build up and create these structures called stromatolites. Um, They found some things that resemble those on uh, Mars and a statistical analysis of their complex features showed less than a 0.04% probability that the similarity was caused by chance alone. So in summary, all of all those things that NASA said were the reasons that it wasn't life have been like disproven and then more discoveries on top of that that do point toward microbial life have been discovered. Well, NASA has been debunked. Somebody get him on the phone. Let him know what's happened. That's <laughs> <laughs> like all I'm going to say about that. It's like an episode of Mythbusters. Just, it's been busted. Um, it's got to be like in writing on like a piece of metal. Or yeah. wood. Boom, busted. <laughs> <laughs> well, i down for that. Okay, I so mean, my question to you guys, compelling. well, my question to you guys was going to be, so after hearing all that, first of all, how much did you understand? Like, did I explain it at all in an understandable way? Well, we all know my simple mind 
It's right. He's got a simple mind. I but mean, also. I understood werewolves, space farts, and radioactive. And radioactive. <laughs> <laughs> I followed along pretty well till we got to the specific reasons, and then I started having a hard time tracking. But I do imagine it being like a Jay Leno, David Letterman, like top 10, but like for really nerdy people, where it's like top 10 reasons we uh, think there's life on Mars. Okay, number one, <laughs> like <laughs> the carbohydrate 14 was the carbohydrate 12. Am I right? Number two, then people are like. <laughs> laughing along and everything <laughs> that would have that would yeah that would be pretty uh, entertaining um episode of david letterman is that what you said Trav? I, I don't know i just like a david letterman like i don't think david letterman would do it i'm looking for like somebody at nasa to be doing that who's like sitting there <laughs> top 10 uh, reasons yeah so in conclusion i think there's compelling reasons um to say that there is actually microbial microbial life on Mars. Um, does anybody disagree? I'm going with yes. I believe there's life on Mars. I will concur. All right. So Thanks, you have convinced doctor. us there's life on Mars, Alan. Well done. And they look like this, <laughs> or like this. Or just a little right. blue man <laughs> sitting there. A little naked blue man. His little naked body would appear through my chair hole every once in a while. So. Maybe that's what they, uh, that's the femur that they ran over. He's like, I'm alive. I'm just right here. I'm here. The final, the final compelling evidence is this picture behind me, which was taken on Mars. Oh. Curiosity, Curiosity snapped this photo the other day. And NASA's like, oh, we can't run over that. <laughs> it's gonna be harder to get him to back over that one a few times uh, well Trav do you want to take us out well everybody uh, we'd like to know what you think do you believe that there's life on Mars and furthermore do you believe that NASA knew about it and covered it up because if that's the case then they owe us a lot because what? What the explanations <laughs> i mean they've been they've been covering this up since the 70s so more than i want lives. yes i'm okay with it i support their covering <laughs> <laughs> but anyway yeah uh, comment below uh, if you're watching this on youtube here let us know what you think and uh Otherwise, I mean, you can always find us on our other social media pages and, and let us know there as well. Um, thanks for listening, everyone. Make sure to always wear your uh, your little mo- your alien hats, hats so that the aliens don't read your minds. Drink and, from uh, your, your space mugs. We will continue yeah. our conspiracy theories. Uh, episodes next week with mine, which again, I will leave you hanging in suspense. No clues? Um, nah, no clues. I, I didn't think about any clues, unless you've got a cool clue. <laughs> I'm assuming, well, Trav, with, with your conspiracy, we're going to have a similar level of scientific evidence stuff. Oh, yeah. It's all supporting your, your point. All. Because the bar has been set now. 
Well, it's funny because Trap's conspiracy actually is that there is no carbohydrate 14. There's only carbohydrate 12. So we're going to dive into <laughs> and that. And Alan is like, really, yeah. I mean, like, I didn't know that he was going to talk about this. It's kind of <laughs> awkward, like how similar they're going to be. I like so tune in next time. From carbon to carbohydrates. <laughs> so, it's carbon. I never profess to be a scientist. <laughs> so tune in next time when we find out what types of things are in carbohydrates, 14s. And uh, yeah, thanks for listening and peace out. Nah, nah.